Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. What could I have had had I but prayed? I wonder what would be different in my life today had I asked God. I wonder what could have been mine had I just prayed and asked God for it. This is In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Ephesians. We can't experience all God has for us if we don't spend time praying. God is sovereign in how He answers our prayers, and He only has our good in mind because He's already given us all He could in Jesus. Pastor J.D. urges us today to make prayer a continual practice in our lives because this is how we'll survive and thrive. Now be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now here's Pastor J.D. in Ephesians chapter 3 with part 2 of his message, My Prayer Life. Paul loved them so much. Writing to the Thessalonians, Paul says something that should convict every heart of every pastor. He basically says to them this, The love that I have for you is likened to the love that a mother has for a child, a nursing infant. That's how much he loved them. How could he love them that much? Oh, because of the love that God had for Paul. Remember, this guy's... uh, Got a pretty uh, sordid past. Oh, he used to murder Christians thinking he was doing God a favor. Saul of Tarsus. And God gets a hold of him and changes him forever. And no longer is he Saul of Tarsus. He's Paul the Apostle. Jesus said it this way, the one who has been forgiven of much loves much. Paul had been forgiven of so much, and it was for that reason that Paul loved so much. He loved them so much, and because he loved them so much, he wanted them to experience that which he himself had experienced. He did not want for them to miss out on anything that God had for them. I want you to know what I know. I want you to have what I have. I want you to experience what I experienced. And here's the thing. Everything that I experienced came vis-a-vis prayer. All of those things that we read on that, that list, all eight of them, Every single one of them, without exception, came by way of prayer. Here's the thing. (laughs) All that Paul had received came because he prayed? Well then, that begs the question of what would have happened had Paul not prayed? 
I have to confess, and again, I'm just being honest and open, that this is a struggle for me personally in my own prayer life. And I say that because I ask myself the question of, what have I forfeited because I didn't pray? And I'll tell you what haunts me is James chapter 4, the second part of verse 2, where James writes this, you do not have because you do not ask God. You have not because you ask not. What could I have had had I but prayed? I wonder what would be different in my life today had I asked God. I wonder what could have been mine had I just prayed and asked God for it. I don't have it because I didn't ask God for it. The Apostle John, in his first epistle, the fifth chapter, verses 14 and 15, writes, This is the confidence, confidence, that we have in approaching God. Listen. If we ask anything (laughs) according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. Oh, wow. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Don't do that. Did you notice the qualifier here? According to his will... His best for me, my good, and His glory. I've heard it said this way. I'll try my best to say it as good as I can, but here it is. God answers our prayers the way we would answer our own prayers if we knew what He knew. What does God know? Oh, He knows all. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows what's best. So I pray and I ask, and it's almost as if God is in heaven saying, you don't want that. Mm, No, you you don't want that. And here we are crying, oh God, please, you know, do this. You, You don't want me to open that door. You have no idea what's behind that door. It would not be good. So I'm not going to open that door. Oh, I have another door that is way more better. And you don't know. You can't know what I know. So I'm going to do that which you would do if you knew what I knew. Hey, that kind of rhymed a little bit, didn't it? Didn't even intend for that to happen. Wow. God's going to answer my prayers according to His will, and His will is always perfect. 
because he's perfect. And everything that he does is going to be good for my good. Romans chapter 8, speaking of Romans chapter 8, verse 32, listen to this. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? What? Listen, here's what what God is saying to you and to me. Do you think for a second that if I was willing to give you my only begotten son to die for you, that I did not withhold my beloved only begotten son from you? Do you actually think that there's nothing I wouldn't do for you? Think about it as an earthly parent, as an earthly father, an earthly mother, the love that we have for our children. God so loved us that he gave us his only begotten son. Are you kidding me? That's the ultimate. So why would he withhold anything that is good if he's willing to do that? If he didn't spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how is it possible that we would ever imagine that God would not with him freely, not grudgingly, willingly, freely give us all things? Here's how I see it, and here's how I say it. If it's good, you got it. If it's good, you got it. Now, here's the problem, though. (laughs) It may not always be when. We always say, well, you know, God's timing is perfect, and it is. God is never late, and he's not. But here's the thing. God's never early either. And here's the truth. We don't want him to be. Truth be known. Because sometimes if the timing isn't right, then it's not good. It will always be perfect because he is perfect. I heard one quip this way. I thought it was really good. He said, when the request is wrong, God says no. When you're wrong, God says grow. When the timing is wrong, God says slow. But when you're right, the request is right, and the timing is right, God says go. Here you go. And it's always perfect. James chapter 1 verse 17. Every, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. In other words, God's going to give us every good and perfect gift. He's not going to be wishy-washy about it. He's not going to be back and forth about it. I don't know. I don't know. He's not going to change his mind like the shadows change with the sun and the clouds. No. If it's good, you got it. And when you get it, it will be perfect. And the timing will be perfect because it'll be for your good and for his glory 
and according to his will. Matthew chapter 7, Jesus speaking. Verses 7 through 11 says, I'm sure you're familiar with this, but I want you to listen to something that's here. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. And then Jesus says this, speaking right to the heart. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? That is an evil parent that would do that, right? Are we all in agreement? (laughs) If you then, though you are evil, and we are, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Just ask. And by the way, and this is what I want to point out here, in the original language, it's not just ask, seek, knock. No, it's ask and keep on asking. (laughs) Knock, keep on knocking. Seek, keep on seeking. Don't stop. In Luke's Gospel, chapter 18, verse 1, it says, Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. And it's the parable of the persistent widow. Basically, here's the parable. You have this widow that goes to an unjust judge. And she keeps asking and asking and asking for justice to be served. And she's a pest, big time. And he's like, get away from me. Stop, stop asking. And this is an unjust judge. Not to imply that God is an unjust judge. In fact, that's the whole point of the parable. If the unjust judge, because of her persistence... Because she keeps asking, because she keeps seeking, because she keeps knocking. If that unjust judge, it's interesting in the parable, he says, you know what, just to get her to stop asking, I'm going to give her what she's asking for. Just to get her to stop. The whole point of the parable is to teach us to persist in prayer. Keep asking. Keep asking. Recently, I've been prioritizing and emphasizing our Tuesday night prayer meeting, and I did make the comment, and I, I hope you hear my heart on this. I never want to beg people to pray. I think it kind of defeats the purpose. I'm not beneath it. Uh, I, trust me, I am fully capable of doing that. And, oh, by the way, I am also fully capable of using the gift that keeps on giving, guilt. <laughs> oh, I'm really good at that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I just, 
as the pastor of this church, which is my privilege. And I, when I say privilege, please know that I really mean that. I see this as such a privilege that I am the pastor of this amazing church. And I hope you know that I love you. I hope you know how much I love you. Oh, I, I wish I could say like the Apostle Paul that I loved you as much as a mother nursing her newborn. But I do love you very much. And I want us as a church to experience all that God has for us. But here's the thing. It'll never happen unless we pray. If we don't pray, we won't make it. Especially in light of the days in which we are living today. And I I say this both as a church collectively and as a Christian individually. And I would say as a family and as a husband and as a wife, I let me say it this way. I don't know how we're going to ever survive, let alone thrive, if we don't pray. Now, please know that I'm in no way suggesting that prayers ain't got to. I hope I don't come off like that. If I do, please forgive me. That is absolutely not my intention. Prayer is not a got to, it's a get to. Think about this. We have unfettered access to the creator of the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that in them is at any time to ask anything. And we don't take advantage of that. And we don't do that. Oh, I wonder how the angels in heaven must just marvel at how we as as God's people don't pray. A number of years ago, I came across a quote from E.M. Bounds, who knew a thing or two about prayer. And I want to share it with you. It's from his book, Possibilities of Prayer. The title says it all, doesn't it? He says this, Defeat awaits a non-praying church. Ah. Success is sure to follow a church given too much prayer. The supernatural element in the church, without which it must fail, comes only through prayer. Oh, Pastor, what are you saying? Are you saying that if we as a church don't pray, we'll fail? Absolutely. And that keeps me up at night, by the way. That keeps me up at night. Not just as a church, but in our Christian lives, in our Christian marriages. I'm reminded of that 
timeless hymn of old, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, which was written in 1820 by a man named Joseph Scriven. hope I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. This man had experienced numerous tragedies in his life that had become the inspiration for this hymn, which is all about our prayer life. So I want to close by reading you the words. I won't sing it. I won't do that to you. Boy, talk about marring and (laughs) ruining our time together. But I want to just read you the words to this classic hymn. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? (laughs) Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful? Who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee, Thou wilt find a solace there. Blessed Savior, Thou hast promised, Thou wilt all our burdens bear. May we ever, Lord, be bringing all to Thee in earnest prayer. And it's this last verse that I want to end with. Soon in glory bright unclouded, there will be no need for prayer. Rapture, praise, and endless worship will be our sweet portion there. Thanks for being part of our time here today on In Spirit and Truth. We hope you've learned something new from the book of Ephesians and that it's given a new perspective to you on your relationship with Jesus. We'd love to stay connected with you throughout the week, so be sure to visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com today. Follow the link to our Facebook page where you can join the conversation and fill your news feed with encouragement and useful information. We'd love to see you here in person at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe if you're in the area. Wield services every Sunday at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. Or come by on Thursday at 7 p.m. for an in-depth Bible study. Directions can be found on our website, 
in spiritandtruthradio.com, as well as more information about who we are as a body of believers. If you can't join us in person, we hope you'll find a local church community soon that you can call home. Now, we also want to let you know that you can still hear Pastor J.D.'s teachings through our online resources at inspiritandtruthradio.com. Simply click listen on the top of the page to find these messages by Pastor J.D. in various books of the Bible. Along with that, we invite you to check out the Mideast Prophecy Update. This weekly update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. Join Pastor J.D. each Friday and Saturday for the Mideast Prophecy Update on our YouTube channel or download our mobile app to have these updates right at your fingertips. Find it all at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Pastor J.D. will have much more to share next time on In Spirit and Truth. Holy me to